Hey, welcome back. Andrew Love in the house. And I just wanted to say that today in our episode, Sammy and I do a deep dive into some crazy stuff. We're talking about trends, what's going on in the world. Uh, but I just want you to see us like jungle guides where we're just a few steps ahead of you and we got machetes and we're clearing a path so that you could really understand how to navigate through this landscape, this tricky landscape of the internet and pornography and all this stuff. So buckle up, join us. We're going on a safari, baby. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Love, Life, and Legacy podcast with your hosts, myself, Sammy Uyama, and Mr. Andrew Love. How are you today, Andrew? I am alive. I'm I'm high five in life right now. High five in it. All right. Uh, just uh, it's been a while. Uh, how are you doing, Andrew? What have you been up to? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, so, you know, High Noon is all over the place. It's crazy because High Noon travels to spread the word about sexual sanity, sexual integrity, heavenly sexuality. But then also Sammy and I just, are we travel a lot anyway. So I travel within traveling. And right now I just drove in a car with, it was a family sedan with three car seats in the back and pretty much all of our belongings for three days from Toronto to Denver, stopping for a week, and then I'm off to Malaysia next week. So um, I'm just taking a lot of deep breaths lately, you know? Wow, what a life. That's that's uh, you wild. you uh, cut out the part of everyone vomiting yeah. all over the back seat during this trip. Right? I was just trying to keep us dignified, <laughs> man. But yeah, this is all, you know, I can guarantee. So if I didn't know how to deal with stress, if I always tried to escape stress, uh, my life would be a disaster. But learning how to, this ties into pornography and, you know, just trying to escape your problems rather than learning how to really face them head on and like embrace them and, until they just dissolve. It's It's like... I'm not afraid of that stuff anymore. I'm not afraid of being in a car with a bunch of sick kids driving for three days. We'll figure it out. It's just like, let's figure it out. I'll breathe it out, you know? So that's that's been my life is embracing challenges. And yes, sometimes it's stressful for sure. But also, I had some of the deepest insights driving across the country uh, in the open expanse of Amer- the American landscape. Holy moly. I got so many deep insights that I couldn't have gotten any other way. Because, you know, you run around in life and you just do this and that. And then you don't just stare out the window and look at Nebraska, the countryside of Nebraska, and think about some deep stuff, you know. So I'm doing well. That's why I'm doing well. Because if I can do well in those situations, then I'm good. And I hope I can teach other people how to do that. Because like me a year ago, I would have had 20 aneurysms per day over the past three days based on the stress that was available, you know. How about yourself, Sammy? Myself. Life here is pretty routine. We have a one point, how to say, maybe 1.3 month old. How to say, one month and no, one year and three months. I feel like women have that down a lot better than dudes. So they know it's like a certain amount of months, like 15 months week. or whatever. You say, how many months is she? Right. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we have a 15 month old daughter. And so uh, 
we try to keep things pretty routine because uh, it's just crazy otherwise. So it's manageable when we've got the set bedtime and the nap times and all that. So that's what we've been focused on mostly. And uh, nice. part of part of that routine for myself, I for the past maybe five, six years or so, I drink a giant smoothie for breakfast every day. And uh, that, that <laughs> this thing holds me off basically until dinner. A, uh, oh. I do, this thing has can vegetables, just, Can I just fruits, specify, because you say, like I drink a big thing of smoothie. I've seen some of these canteens. It's, it's more like a bathtub. You have a bathtub. You have a giant, like, cauldron of smoothie. I've seen these things, and they're green. Is it still yeah. green? It's yeah. It, it's purplish, greenish. You know, it's, it's got a lot of stuff in there. Good but uh, basically, you take it if uh, you have a giant blender, and that thing's full, and that is my food, and. <laughs> so uh, when, pe- when people see that for the first time, they're pretty thrown off. They, they think about having a smoothie as like a, a little tiny cup of something you- that you have on the yeah. side. But, uh, but uh, you- if you actually, if you put enough stuff into it and you mix it all together, then it's a lot of calories. And so that's why I eat. Yeah, most people don't eat smoothies with shovels, but Sammy, he redefined <laughs> the game. Of health gluttony. <laughs> You're a glutton for health. It's amazing. Yes. Well, good to know. So you're feeling, you're feeling frisky. You're feeling powerful. Yeah, feeling fresh. And it gives me lots of energy to you know, do work, to take care of my family. And, uh, you know, because I do a lot of other things. And just one thing that I have not been doing recently has been looking at porn. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> wow. that's that's what we're here to talk with you guys today. We have because uh, apparently yeah. a lot of people are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, yeah. We don't like focusing on porn so much uh, all the time, for sure. But every once in a while, we we like to really go deep and talk about it from angles that people don't normally hear. Because you can go to a million different websites and learn a million different facts, but that won't necessarily change the course of your existence. But if you know what to strive for, but you also know what poison looks like, what 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 it's doing, then it's uh, it's very helpful. And so today we wanted to talk about something very interesting and horrifying. Um, and we don't want to shy away from the facts. What are we looking at, Sammy? What are we looking at here? So every year, Pornhub, which is the biggest porn website on the internet, which is a pretty big place, they release their annual statistics about usage on their website. And so they publish that and one of these neat looking infographics. And so we've taken that and it's pretty remarkable some of the uh, bits of information you can glean and some of the things that you can speculate on just looking at the trends and, you know, the direction of what people are interested in regarding pornography. So we just wanted to take some time to comment on that and to to provide some commentary. But what do we think about it all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, you know, disclaimer, we want to really make sure that uh, if you don't know what Pornhub is, don't Google. Our, Our policy is like, if you don't know something, don't Google it. The whole point of sexuality is connection. So ask somebody who's in a really healthy relationship if you have questions. When you go to Google, that's that's the beginning of the 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 
that's like the origin point of the problem, which is we're a society that's increasingly disconnected and that's causing all sorts of mayhem within the mind and the heart of individuals, but also within society at large. So if you have questions that arise, I implore you, please do not just go and Google it and try to figure it out on your own because that will add, create usually more questions than answers. The best thing to do is to, if you have parents that you feel that are open, talk to your parents or good friends, friends that you know are not just going to give you the first thought that they come up with, but who are willing to like really think and talk about these things deeply. Um, we, you know, go that route is much more productive because no quick answer will settle these deep questions of your soul. So like, we're going to talk about some stuff that's pretty real, pretty raw. Um, and so if you're, you know, super young, listen to this with your parents, if they let you, and if you're older, then, you know, there's, there could be some triggers in here. I, I don't know your story. Um, but just, you know, proceed with caution, but the reason why we're doing this is not to be inflammatory. Uh, <clears throat> we don't want to incite some rage inside of you or anything like that. We just want to talk about the facts of, of what's going on on a meta scale, like worldwide scale trends, so that we can look deeper into like what is going on. What? Because there's, there's stuff that's presented in this data and in this information that is bewildering, uh, that is shocking, uh, but also that is very revealing about where humanity is at right here, right now, in 2020. It's the beginning of 2020 as we are recording this. So where is humanity at right now? Wow, what a, that's an excellent point, Andrew. Yeah, this isn't about, oh, you know, things are horrible. Just look at all this degradation. And, and we just want to look at, okay, this is, this is what's going on and what might that mean? Yeah. And just provide some perspective. And always with this podcast, it's all that it's about. It's not condemnation or uh, having a, a, an opinion or a judgment on the state of things, but uh, just provide you guys with some perspective on what this might mean and how to interpret this all this information. Yeah. And and I'd like to just take a moment, too, to ex explain the source of this. So um, Pornhub... And again, if you don't know about it, don't don't start researching on it. Because, you know, this... Uh, I mean, yeah, it, the only thing you need to know is that it's the most popular pornography website. Well, That's also, enough. I mean, it's interesting to note that it's from a, a Canada. I actually drove by the building because I was so curious. I was in Montreal. It's in Montreal. And I was expecting it to be this giant monolithic black building with tinted windows and fire just coming you know, out of the, the <laughs> fire yeah like like the what what skeletor wherever he lived from he-man like something kind of like that um, lightning flashes and the bats fly out of the windows right yeah just the worst imagery and i, I went by it and it's like a six-story glass nondescript office building and you would never guess that these people are what's behind you know, probably one of the biggest human trafficking rings, legitimately like celebrating rape and all this stuff. And it's just in this really polite, nice office building amidst other office buildings. And this is important to note because it's it's created by a company called MindGeek that sells itself as a legitimate tech organization. And they never mention their ties to the fact that they are the owners and the purveyors of 
the sex ring, this massively popular sex ring. And yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, so sorry. interesting looking on MindGeek's website that they everything about their marketing is they're an IT company. They f- focus on search engine engine optimization yeah. and, <laughs> and web design. And this website or this company, they probably control a, something 70, 80% of the entire uh, internet's pornography. It's mind blowing. It, it is. And it's, it's very detached from reality because on the, on the front end of their identity is they're just a tech company, right? But on the back end, they're Pornhub, which is really aggressively trying to mainstream porn, uh, a lifestyle, like just kind of sexual ambivalence. Uh, they had a, an advertisement in Times Square, I remember, just kind of mocking masturbation and just kind of really lowering humanity's expectations for sex, like, and mainstreaming pornography and just kind of being like, guess, get you, get used to us. We're here. Everybody does it, this kind of thing. Cause the more that you hear these kind of things, the more that you just believe that it's true. Right. So it's a real duality. Yeah. That's the whole point of them going through the effort of publishing all these statistics is just to say, Hey, these are what, you know, the world is into. And, and very like mainstream is a good word. Just normalizing that uh, this is all the, this is the kinks and fetishes that people are, are that are trending right now. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get into it. So again, you know, the reason why we're doing this is, is to kind of try as much as we can to wrap our head around what is going on. What are we involved in? Because since very few people are really talking about it, uh, and even if you had a sample size of your friends, that's nothing compared to looking at the metadata, which is global, right? What is what is the global impact that pornography is having? Right. So let's go. Yeah. So, let's, yeah, yeah. yeah, so we're going to be going through these this infographic that they provide and just sharing our thoughts on it. And we'll post a link in the show notes to where you can see this data yourself. Uh, mm-hmm. Fight the New Drug, they made a great article going through different bits of the statistics and providing their own commentary on um, kind of what they, you know, how they interpret that data. So we'll link that to you guys and you can look, that, look at that for reference if you like. Yeah. So right, right out, right out of the gate. So this is for 2019. Um, there was 50, 42, I don't know where I got 50. It's clearly a four, 42 billion visits to their website last year. And as far as I know, that doesn't include aliens. So that would mean that, you know, the population of humanity is 7.8, something like that billion, but not that's, you know, not everybody has the internet. So you can imagine that's a lot of people, a lot of repeat customers, which automatically we know that porn isn't just like, oh, I watched it once this year, right? It's, 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 there's this driving force that causes people to come back again and again, right? So a lot of repeat customers, yeah, the other so this this first page, the other thing that stood out to me was 1.36 million hours of new content, uh, which is they equate to 169 years. That's Holy that crap. is so ironic. <laughs> that is 169 in there for you. There's a um, 
which is almost you know two centuries worth of material that if you watched nonstop twenty four seven, it would take you one hundred and seventy years to complete watching everything that was published in one year alone. Yeah, yeah, and this is crazy. Okay, so this is like uh, I w- I gave a presentation in Montreal, and there's a mom there that was talking about the stuff that she's dealing with. She has kids in high school. And just talking about how normalized, kind of showing nude images at least, and even making porn is really progressing into people creating their own content. And Pornhub is really just like YouTube, and people can make money off of uploading their own stuff. And the scary thing is that they won't take it down even if you want them to. And there have been cases, and it's even in the fight the new uh, fight the new drug article that um, there's a, a you know, there's stuff that involves people being raped that has been uploaded against their will on Pornhub and they refuse to take it down. They won't take it down. And uh, there's even when people put it up themselves, but they want to take it down. Once it's out there, it's out there. And it's crazy because like a lot of these kids are uploading stuff and they're even minors. But even regardless, let's say they're 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, whatever. Uh, They're doing it on a whim and then it impacts you. That's on the internet forever and ever and ever. And so that's, you know, 1.36 million uh, hours of people uploading themselves. There's some professional stuff in there, I'm sure. But also the trend is, you know, normal people, just the people that you meet each day that are uploading themselves, having sex or doing whatever by themselves on the internet for the public to see. Pretty wild stuff, you know. Yeah. The the next page has some interesting stuff for myself. Was there anything left on uh, this first infographic for you, Andrew? You mean just the orange stuff? Well, all the way down to all the petabyte much? stuff. I don't even know what a, a, a ter- I know what a tera giga uh I, that stuff means nothing to me. There's a lot of content consumed. Let's just say that. Yeah, it's it's all these. Uh, one thing is when these numbers get so big, they can lose meaning in themselves. Yeah. It's just like uncomprehensible. The only number I can understand: two hundred and nine gigabytes of data transfer every second. That is pretty crazy. That's crazy. Takes but my then computer. Need- takes my computer like a couple minutes, ten minutes to download one gig. Wow. So there's uh, just below that, there's 98,000 amateur models. So that speaks to the point that I'm talking about, 98,000. New, um, new amateur models. Yeah. New, yeah, amateur models, sec, people doing sex stuff. Crazy, 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 crazy. So, you know, to that point, again, um, when you when you start, behaving a certain way, like when you have bad friends and you start behaving like them to get validation, a lot of times uh, you're doing it against your conscience, but eventually your conscience just becomes numb and you stop having equal access to your conscience. Um, And it kind of lowers your expectations because you feel like, well, since I've done this, I can't get out of this. And this begins as kind of spiral thinking. And I I really see that about um, sex and porn and especially this porn 2.0 of people they're they're implicating themselves by putting themselves online and once you're online 
you lose control over your your own imagery of your own sexuality and so i see it as as a as a real kind of bad condition that you're kind of making a deal that is not going to be beneficial uh, over the long term whatsoever um but it's it's definitely a trend that's growing in uh you know by the second yeah sorry i feel like an old man when i'm talking about this jeez louise I feel so out of date. I can't. I can't imagine what it's like to be amongst you know your peers that where people are uploading themselves having sex online. Like that's so cavalier. Mm. It's wild. Different world, yeah. And I mean, this is one way in in an alarming direction that things are going in, and that's becoming normal. And yeah. not so long ago, that was completely unheard of. Totally unheard of. Within our, my parents' generation, like their parents had to bring a marriage certificate if they wanted to get a hotel room in America because it was such a Christian Puritan spirit, right? Mm. From that to, you know, uploading yourself, having sex on, for anybody to see. My God, it's crazy. Yeah. Hop, skip, and a jump, man. Yeah. The, the next uh, infographic has stats on a minute by minute basis so just a few to read off that they get 80,000 visits every single minute uh they've got 11,000 hours watched every single minute and the ones that really stand out for me as something that i ne that never crossed my mind is the idea of building a community around a porn site for me the idea of looking at porn is that you are doing it you know, in the dark, in your closet, you know, just like away, private from everybody. And uh, just what I know about pornography is how much it isolates people. But, and so for me, it's just such a telling thing that something that causes you to emotionally feel so disconnected and isolated, that becomes the source of uh, what people are looking for connection through that. And these are interesting numbers is they got like 343 friend requests sent so I guess in Pornhub, you can have your own account, which makes sense. It probably like saves your history and, um, you know, the same thing like YouTube and all these things does, yeah. like uh, can make suggestions or whatever. And so uh, 612 users followed every single minute, 134 messages sent. They've got 387 video ratings, uh, video comments. And this Pornhub is becoming a whole source of community for people, which is such an Ironic thing for me. Yeah. Well, what do you think about that, Andrew? Yeah. Well, I don't think the conversations that you'd be having there are conversations that you would repeat in front of your mom, <laughs> in front of people that you Anybody. respect, your idols, right? Um, and that's there's something to say about that, right? Like, again, would you want to hang out with people? where you can speak to them in a way like the culture of your friends is like something that you wouldn't be ashamed of if you, if your parents showed up or if they did show up, you'd be mortified because then they'd see who you really were, you know, this kind of thing. It's like, it shows this dual life. And I can't imagine that you're becoming more enlightened on this platform uh, that you're making kindred spirits that will be there for you when you're sick or anything like that. It's just like the stuff you're talking about are 
misery loves company kind of thing, you know, mm. where you're just mm. talking about, you know, hey, look at this person. They're like this and this. And, and you're kind of using each other um, to kind of pull each other down instead of lift each other up. Right. Mm. Obviously, I'm not on that platform, but I've been in a locker room. I've been in situations where when sexuality isn't represented with dignity, it's used to kind of somebody loses. Right. It's either mocking somebody or it's using sex as a tool of power, something like that. So mm. I don't imagine it's an uplifting atmosphere, but that's just me. It's funny. It's a funny wording. You're not on that platform. It's like any other social media. It's like, are you, hey, you on Instagram? You on Slack? What, <laughs> what are they doing? What? Snapchat? Yeah. It's like, hey, what's your Pornhub ID? <laughs> well, we. You and I were ha- we had that conversation with that dude right in Denmark, and and he was very open about you know his he's got he's got his whole profile, and he was talking about right. that, and he was even kind of ashamed of some of the stuff that pops up in there, but he's very open about it, and and that was with us, and he knew our, our stance, and so I'm sure how how much he would be open about talking about that with his friends, right? And again, the more you do it, the more you normalize it the harder it is to kind of climb out of that because you're just kind of in the muck with everybody else, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, crazy stuff. This is a whole new world for me. I really have never felt, sincerely, so old in my entire life. Mm-hmm. I feel so outdated because this is an, a world that I, I can't fathom. Mm-hmm. I feel so out of touch. So... You ready to go down one, to... There's the, the ones that, right? well, yeah, there's the ones that uh, we really want to talk about, which is the trends yeah. for most searched terms. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot of stuff we can gleam out of that. So again, if you see this stuff, be careful because there's definitely some triggers here, but it's the same as, you know, I use this graphic, this chart in my presentation to talk about what's the impact on our society because in the top 10 most searched for terms on a website that's getting 48 billion visits per year, uh, just in last year, and, and they're getting more and more, the, the term mother comes up repeatedly. Multiple, multiple times. Multiple times. And it's, to me, go like... Down. Yeah. You have to go down the of, second. Yeah. Right, sorry, I just let you go. We've got one, two, three, four, it's, five, six. So, again, so check it out. Because I've been, you know, steeped in the world of porn and kind of like talking about it very casually and all that. And it's just like a byproduct of, yeah, 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 that's what people look at, right? Because you see it and then whatever, whatever. Uh, It's just, it becomes a part of the cultural landscape. But then when you remove yourself from that whole world and you can see it from a bird's eye view, not because I'm better, nothing like that, not from above, I can see from, but you can see it from outside of the bubble, of the porn bubble. And and it gives you a perspective of like, what in the world is happening that we would be including the term mother in our sexual fantasies? That isn't alarming, that isn't shocking. Like that should, like, Freud is is shocked. <laughs> Freud <laughs> Freud is the godfather of of the Oedipus complex as a, as a psychological theory, right? But like, or that's the you want to kill your dad and have sex with your mom. 
Yeah, yeah, that whole thing. Right, he yeah. he loved that theory and he he used it in everything he did. But even him, he would be shocked by how how much this is a trend. And I I interpret my my glib interpretation of looking at these stats and just constantly looking at them in in shock is that people are really just looking for a mom, right? And they're sexualizing a relationship that they don't have because it's there's such a void there, right? Uh, and again, there's different ways of of that they're using the the word mom in their searches, but like stepmom and stuff like that, that they're sexualizing a mother because they're so absent of having real motherly love, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I see that. I see that. I definitely see that in, in myself. And I see that, I mean, our faith background, you and me, we're in the Family Federation, and it's really turning into you know, understanding the power of the mother aspect of God because it's been so overlooked that we've not understood the dignity and the, the majesty and the power of women. And in the absence of respecting women, we've sexualized every possible relationship we have with them. I mean, as men, right? Um, and and now it's it's at this apex where we're, we're sexualizing our, our own mothers. It's so crazy. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm really, I, I'm shocked every time I see this because not, not just that, that people are doing it, but that, that's like so, so common that so many people are sexualizing the mother relationship is like, does, do we not want to stop and talk about this for a second? You know, not just you and me, but does society want to say, whoa, whoa, time out. Can we just talk about this for one hot second? Are we okay with this? Because I certainly am grossed out by it. Can you know? But I don't want to be this nagging voice. I'm like, hey, you stop sexualizing your mother. Yet at the same time, I'm like, yo, seriously, can we stop doing this? This, this is not when you when you wake up in the morning, you don't want to be that guy, right? Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think that that really, I mean, speaks to a lot. There's two other things that can, that I noticed. I mean, the one, the, there's one thing in particular that concerns me about just the what people are into sexually is that the fascination with uh, like barely legal or underage and like teen is always a, <clears throat> I mean, teen is always a popular search term uh, amongst porn websites and. It's something about this this magical number being eighteen is that that's when you're legally allowed to have sex with someone without going to jail. And I mean, there's nothing. I mean, biologically or emotionally, there's barely any difference between a seventeen year old and an eighteen year old. But just because someone happened, you know, they've enough days of the year have gone by that they turn eighteen years old, and then suddenly it's perfectly acceptable to sexualize them. And yeah. it's just this human. This is like uh, I think it's such a part of human nature is to want to push the boundary towards things, and that's kind of like the acceptable edge. And naturally, people always want to try to get as close as possible to that, and and uh, tiptoe and crossing the others, the, you know, crossing the line. And yeah. and um, you know, one of the biggest arguments people make for pornography is it's just. Uh, you know, someone's private fantasy world and, you know, they're allowed to have whatever kinks that they want. And, you know, it's all just done in the privacy of their home and it doesn't harm anyone. Sure. Yeah, but, it, but you know, you spend so much time with something and it's some of your focus goes towards that. 
you can't not bring that with you into all other into other areas of your life. And and I just, you know, of course, this is just my opinion, my, me speculating on it. But I just feel like so strongly that you spend hours uh, looking at, you know, like fantasizing. You know, your fantasy is like having sex with high schoolers or middle schoolers, just you know, this underage demographic. And how can you not, you know, bring that out into your normal life and naturally just automatically even just start sexualizing uh, young people when you see them on the street, especially like uh, like school uniform. That's such like a um, like a you know popular fetish amongst porn users. Yeah. And you know when you see someone in a uniform, how is that not the first thing that comes to your mind then? Absolutely, yeah. You transform from somebody who's meant to protect to a predator. You turn into a predator. It turns your motivation around. Honestly, that's one huge thing for sure. The fact that you're sexualizing all these relationships and you, it's called the pornification of your brain, right? Because everything mm. becomes turned into a porn scene. But when you become so steeped in it, then it's like, you know, it turns, you, you're looking out into the world and thinking, what do I get out of this? How can I take? And it's take, take, take. I want this. I want you like this, like this, like this. Rather than looking out and saying, how can I give? Because when you're really looking out into the world and looking at people and saying, well, what what can I do to help you? Then you realize that there's a human behind this fetish that you have. And when you're stuck at the level of fetish, it's a very low state of existence because all you can see is what you want to see. You don't see the reality of that person, right? So yes, absolutely. Fetishizing causes you to marginalize the human being to fit in to what you want out of them rather than seeing the human behind the fetish, and that's definitely something that we're seeing here because the next the the most popular search is worldwide again. So much mother. This is a uh, oh my god, <laughs> can't. Yeah. So, and to go to your teen, you know, in the uh, this porn, the the fight the new drug report again. We'll have it in the show notes. Talks about how a lot of the teen stuff like the search search term for teen teen is kind of down and what they are hinting at is because it's almost just implied at this point that is a part of the cultural landscape of porn that they're going to be younger and i know from a bunch of studies that they show that there's like this kind of like what is it drag twin dragon kind of effect where uh the more that you fetishize young people, the more it causes actors and actresses to look younger, but it also causes us to get younger kids to look older. So it creates this very unclear space where kids are no longer allowed to be kids and they're made to look like adults. They start wearing makeup younger. They have Victoria's Secret for little girls. They have thongs for little girls, really gross stuff. And then... But also the actors and actresses in porn are looking younger and younger on purpose because it's like creating this, this invisible, the line between consent is becoming erased in a way in the minds of people who are fetishizing younger and younger people. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well said. Should we keep, I mean, uh, what should we do? We can, should we talk about other parts of this or should we start wrapping up? I think we, I think we should start wrapping up. 
Yeah. Yeah, we uh, did do a lot. Yeah. So, you know, this is, uh, this is, again, you know, Sammy and I, we give a lot of talks and we speak to a lot of people. And sometimes it really feels like we're just beating the nail on the head. We're just kind of hammering the same point home uh, that this is, the, the situation is pretty, pretty intense, pretty insane. Yet at the same time, I feel like it's healthy in small doses to really feel the true impact of what's going on. You can't live in that state because if you do, you will get burnt out and depressed. But every so often you do have to, you have to touch on the nerve to feel, to feel. That's why we talk about these, these kind of issues in such detail on occasion, because it's important to allow ourselves to feel disgusted at points. But if you're constantly walking around feeling disgusted, you're not in a state to create something beautiful. So it's good Mm -hmm. to touch on it, but then also to say like, okay, now that we've looked at this information, this Pornhub information, what are we going to do with it? Because the trend is clearly getting worse, but at the same time, it's allowing more and more people to wake up. So are we going to be a part of a counterculture? And if so, what does that counterculture look like? That's what really gets us excited here at High Noon. And because, you know, one of the things, you know, we're kind of stepping away from uh, just, you know, we've kind of gone microscopic on the types of porn, right? And, and just, but let's step, let's take a step back and talk about porn as a whole. And uh, it, it's such a focus on the physical aspect of sex. And yeah. All right, cool. I was talking about, Okay. I want to, so, you know, we've gone very microscopic uh, into pornography and you know, what it looks like and what's trending. And I, I want to take a step back and just talk about pornography and what it represents. And, uh, you know, it just focuses on the physical aspect of sex. And, you know, it becomes about, you know, just finding the right, the thing that gives you the right chemical hit in your brain. And that's what kinks and fetishes, it's all what that focuses on. And basically, sex just becomes about, Mutual masturbation, where you just get two bodies that rub against each other in the right way until you both get off. And but sex is such, uh, uh, but sex is so much more than that. It can be an entire spiritual experience where, you know, beforehand you get very present with someone, and you know you're gazing into each other's eyes, and while you're making love, you're just there with each other, looking at each other, and so aware of how much you love this person and so aware of how much this person loves you and your lives exist for one another. That is such a different kind of experience, which you know is impossible with, with pornography. It's just everything becomes about just finding the right image and there's so, too much stimulation. So as always, just us at high noon, uh, we're not a here, you know, we, we like, like Andrew said, we like to get steeped in this once in a while just so we can really feel kind of the, what's the state of the world right now and the state of sexuality and relationships. But high noon, what we're actually about is painting the picture for what does a radiant, amazing sexual relationship, an amazing and radiant marriage look like. And that's what we want to paint the picture for you guys and what we focus on creating. So thank you everybody for taking this deep dive with us today. And 
As always, you can find out more about us at highnoon.org. And please, our deepest, most heartfelt request is that you take just 30 seconds to leave a review and a rating for us in iTunes or whatever podcasting app that you're using. It helps so much to get feedback and to help spread the word about uh, what it is that we want to do and help bring sexual sanity to the people. So thank you very much. We will see you next time.